Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's show, we'll be talking about the internet of paper cuts. That's right, we'll be looking at the printed encyclopedia. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening and welcome to the Gone Show. Tonight, my guests are Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. Good evening. John Mad Jack Mitten, who passed away in the first half of the 19th century in the United Kingdom and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. Greetings! And Conroy Pike, a man known by many as the world's greatest courier. The pleasure is all mine. Well, as always, Conroy, we appreciate you taking time away from your deliveries to be here. When nature calls, I'm always happy to pull over. And I'm just as happy to make the time whenever you call. But if you had to rank the calls, would this show be number one or number two? And John is off in record time. The timing of my visit tonight actually worked out well. One of the vehicles that I use most often for deliveries is in the shop. Did you get a nail in your tire? No, but that can be very frustrating. Yes, it really takes the air out of your sails. And your tire. As a matter of fact, nothing was wrong with the vehicle per se, but I'm having it retrofitted with nitrous oxide boosters. Wahoo! Well, I should say, even as a courier, I always endeavor to remember the quote often attributed to Mahatma Gandhi. There's more to life than increasing its speed. In my experience, speed can be very important, especially when rushing to meet a debutante who has just been announced at a ball. As a matter of fact, in such cases, speed is even more effective when combined with pushing and shoving. Ever the gentleman, huh, John? I don't argue with results. Well, speaking of results, tonight we'll be discussing something that has been almost entirely replaced with the prevalence of the term search results, printed encyclopedias. For the longest time, I proudly displayed a set of encyclopedias in my living room. They sat on a built-in bookshelf right next to a beautiful painting of the night that expertly depicted a full moon with Mother of Pearl. It sounds like your living room would have benefited from nitrous oxide. What brand of encyclopedias did you have? Encyclopedia Britannica. Which makes sense. According to my research, Encyclopedia Americana, Encyclopedia Britannica, and Collier's Encyclopedia were for a long time the most common English language encyclopedias in print. They were always an excellent way to kill some time or settle a disagreement over a bit of trivia during a dinner party. Even as a kid growing up, I don't think that I ever had a full set of encyclopedias. That explains quite a bit. Oh yeah? Well, I wouldn't have to dive too far into a set of encyclopedias to learn about you, John, because ass starts with an A. Ooh. 
Something that I do remember from childhood is the occasional display at the supermarket that offered the first book of an encyclopedia set for one dollar or one cent or something like that, with the idea being that you would spend a lot more money when you ordered the rest of the set later on. At the risk of dating myself, I'll say that one of my first delivery contracts involved the delivery of encyclopedias from one of those supermarket campaigns. Oh really? That's interesting. Truth be told it was during the fulfillment of that contract that I learned a valuable lesson about being a courier that I've never forgotten. I foresee a story about to be told. Well, fortunately, to quote Phyllis Grissom Thoreau, mistakes are the usual bridge between inexperience and wisdom. And you hope that it's never a bridge too far. Very true. Anyway, for as long as I can remember, I've been a voracious reader. So while transporting these encyclopedias, whenever I'd pull over the rest, I'd grab one of them to read through. I was always very careful with them, and I'd always be sure to put them right back in their boxes. Well, one day I pulled up to a home for delivery. The home was nondescript, but immaculately maintained. For example, you could see that the time had been taken to mow the lawn of this home in a way that would create a striped pattern with the grass. Striping your lawn can make for very attractive landscaping. Yeah, it always does look nice. My word, can I get anyone any more cucumber sandwiches with the crust cut off? Get on with it, for the love of God. Well, having rung the doorbell, I was waiting by the front door with the box of encyclopedias on a dolly when the door opened. And standing in the doorway was an older gentleman wearing a cardigan and smoking a pipe. And I'll never forget this, his hair was the color of the most brilliant white that to this day I've ever seen. It was not unlike thin strands of diamonds. Anyway, he looked at me and then at the box and then back at me. Finally, after what seemed like an eternity, he took the pipe out of his mouth and, for some reason, as he did so, stuck out his tongue and dragged the stem of the pipe across the entire length of his tongue. That's disturbing. Yes, sir. Then he said in a most icy tone, You've been reading my encyclopedias. You're going to pay for that. And before I could say anything, he reached out his arms toward the sky, and the ground began to shake. And I looked around, and from that pristine lawn, there began to grow weeds. And they were reaching toward me. Oh my god. I left the dolly and encyclopedias, ran to the truck, and drove off, never looking back. That's horrifying. Yes, sir, and needless to say, I learned a valuable lesson that day about taking liberties with my cargo. Conroy, when handling the encyclopedias, did you dog-ear any of the pages? No, sir. Well, then. And this gentleman clearly overreacted. All right, time for a quick break. We'll be right back. On tonight's episode of Soup to Nuts, John is faced with a difficult decision as he receives a lucrative offer to purchase Liquid Gold Soup Company, the small, independently owned soup company that he founded. Well, here it is, John. My final offer to buy you out. Oh, I think that there's been a mistake. There's an extra zero listed here. No, there's been no mistake, John. That's my offer. What? The last time I saw this many zeros was when there was a problem on the production line with the noodles for our binary soup. 
soup to nuts. Watch a new episode of television's hottest sitcom tonight. Check your local listings for networks and showtimes. Hello, Christopher Stutch here to let you know that I'll be visiting your area soon for a one-day workshop on sock puppet making and performing. You probably know me as the world's foremost authority on all things sock puppet, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person and sharing my lifetime of experience with and knowledge of this exciting art form. At my workshop, you'll not only learn about the history of sock puppets, going all the way back to second century Rome, you'll also learn about recent advancements in sock manufacturing that provide amazing new options for these wonderful creations. And, of course, everyone who attends my workshop will have the opportunity to make their very own sock puppet using the same methods and techniques that I'll be teaching. I'm Christopher Stutch, and I look forward to seeing you at my next sock puppet making and performing workshop. I guarantee it'll knock your socks off. To attend Christopher Stutch's next workshop in your area, visit Christopher Stutch's website, Socks Full of Hands, and reserve your seat. Each reservation includes a complimentary lunch and one pair of crew socks. Christopher Stutch's book, Sock It To Me, How Sock Puppets Saved My Life, will be available for purchase. Space is limited. Welcome back to Show. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Tonight, I'm joined by Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Conroy Pike. And we've been discussing printed encyclopedias, the delivery of which, as Conroy just detailed, can be unexpectedly bizarre and dangerous. It's certainly something that I'll never forget. And, for better or worse, it's something that you'll probably never have the opportunity to experience again. As I alluded to earlier, the proliferation of the internet has all but eliminated printed encyclopedias. Using said internet, I found that the latest print edition of Encyclopedia Americana was published in 2006. Similarly, in 2012, Encyclopedia Britannica representatives announced that the 2010 edition of its product would be the last to be printed, and the last version of Collier's Encyclopedia was printed in 1997. The internet must be chuffed to bits, or is it bites? But, in doing my due diligence, I was able to find at least one holdout. World Book Encyclopedia, which was first published in 1917 and is based out of Chicago, Illinois, still publishes sets of encyclopedias. Really? Well, I'd deliver a set anywhere in the world, with the exception of one address. Why is World Book Encyclopedia still being published? I don't know. It's owned by a subsidiary of 
Berkshire Hathaway, the chairman and CEO of which is Warren Buffett, so maybe Warren has a soft spot for encyclopedias. Apparently, the company won't release any official figures, but it's been said that thousands of print editions of World Book Encyclopedia are still ordered each and every year. Whoa, good for them. Yeah, I was surprised to find out about that, but I can't help but root for a holdout. I have a soft spot for the underdog. To quote Bernard Meltzer, top cats often begin as underdogs. I don't know. In today's day and age, the whole venture seems quixotic. Speaking of quixotic, it reminds me of one of my most difficult pursuits of a lovely lady. It all started when... Unfortunately, this late in the show, we just don't have time for a Don Juan version of Don Quixote. Well, I for one think that we should make the time to talk about me tilting with my lands. Then get your own show. Something that begins with a very, very long disclaimer. I don't think that the internet is ready for that. Me neither. Moving on, before we end tonight's show, what are your final thoughts on the decline of the printed encyclopedia? Being a brain in a jar, I understand the benefits of scientific and technological progress. However, the internet would never look as good in my living room as a nice set of leather-bound encyclopedias. John? I prefer experiential learning. If you want to learn about lovely ladies, walk up to a lovely lady. Carpe diem, not carpe librum. Very deep, John. And how about you, Conroy? Well, despite my harrowing experience, Jay's thought reminds me of a quote by Cicero. A room without books is like a body without a soul. And there you have it, printed encyclopedias. A heavy casualty of the internet, but also something heavy that you're now less likely to ever have to help a friend move. I'd like to thank my guests and listeners. Good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.